0: News out of Miami is that Tropical Storm Don is rapidly losing steam. According to sources, it's because of a meeting Tropical Storm Don's son, Tropical Depression Don Jr., had with a thunderstorm claiming to represent Russian Tropical Storm Vladimir. Trip Report starts now.
1: You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Uh, yes, here
0: we are in the Trump report playing a little game called Dr. Trump. It is the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blad on Twitter. hey and Instagram at Christian DMZ. To my left camera right for those watching on YouTube, Brooks Elise at Brook Salise TV. Thank you for uh, coming back and hanging out with us.
2: Always happy to be. Here. Next
0: to Brooke. Our old pal Drexel Heard at Drexel Heard two weeks in a row. Hello. Ooh. Should we go for three next week? We well, might. All right, wow. we'll see what we happens. Don't down. get me too excited. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited. I know. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> it, it's it's like if only Chelsea were here, we'd have everyone. But uh, the you ball know, crew. yeah, exactly. But then somebody has to be on the couch, and, and you know, that's
1: the couch. That's, that's dissent. Yeah. I, I would love
2: to be on the couch. What it's you, very comfortable.
0: There's no one on the couch dissenting right now, no. so we'd have to give it a different name. And on the end, Scott Moore <laughs> at S Man eighty, and of course. Ooh. The show is at Trump Report ABTV, and uh, if you're in YouTube watching this right now, join us in the chat. And uh, Jimbo, if you could show us the chat when you have a moment, that would be fantastic. So the episode is called Doctor Trump because there are <laughs> there are actually multiple reasons for that. The first is healthcare. Uh, basically, what happened is that the wheels kind of started coming off the GOP Senate healthcare bill late last week. And now we have looked at a pretty much a full-blown train derailment, just to overextend the metaphor. Let's go through a little bit of the way this story developed. Uh, Yesterday afternoon, at least Pacific time, we heard that uh, neither Mike Lee nor Jerry Moran of Kansas would vote for the Senate health care bill. So, not really surprising. Mike Lee is one of those guys. And uh, Jerry Moran was just like, yeah, me neither. Uh, Around 8 o'clock Eastern, though, Mitch McConnell released a statement, regretfully... It's now apparent that the effort to repeal and immediately, immediately replace the failure of Obamacare will not be successful. And we'll kind of pause the proceedings right there, and I will start with uh, Drexel. When you heard that, were you upset?
1: <laughs> were you shocked?
0: <laughs> Appalled? What was your reaction to that, Drexel? For people who don't know you, they might be surprised to hear I, how you reacted to I, this.
1: I... I was none of that. I was not shocked at all. I think that um, when Susan Collins, we left off Susan Collins there, mm-hmm. um, when Susan Collins said no, I feel like Republicans start to take the Marco Rubio stance on things like they wait till somebody else does it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then and then everybody else starts to join right. in
0: sort of a little bit later yeah. in the proceedings right. we're going to get Murkowski yeah. and uh, Shelley Moore Capito as right. well so, but, but Murkowski the, was the, already kind f- of there yeah, Exactly.
1: Capito was already there Dean Heller was already there, right. he just didn't know what to say. He needed mm-hmm. a cover. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they were trying to cover Dean Heller. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, this go and I know we're going to talk about it a little bit, but this goes to show that, you know, for a long time, as a Democrat, Democrats used to be, Democrats at least recently have been like, Nancy Pelosi needs to go. Mm-hmm. Well, at least Nancy Pelosi can keep her people in line. It's a great point. And, yeah. and, and, and Mitch McConnell has a hard time, Doing his job. His job is to keep his caucus in line. And, and I think
0: the, the biggest challenge, obviously, that McConnell faces is literally the razor thin margin that he right. has to work with. The, he couldn't lose two more, and then once he had it, it was over. You know, if he had a slightly, you know, sturdier base of Republicans, which I'm sure Drexel is not counting on that anytime soon, <laughs> no. that would make it a lot easier. But yeah, basically, once one or two people go, I mean, the dominoes. here's the thing. That You know, the Democrats are able to be very partisan, especially when it comes to President Obama's signature legislation. I'm sure there are certainly other issues that you might be able to get a couple defectors, but this this isn't it.
1: And if they think that the health care bill was kind of a problem for them— they just released their ta- their their budget and their tax plan. That's going to be even worse for them. They're not even going to budge on that because you've got people like Rand Paul and Mike Lee and all these other guys who are going to do the exact same thing they're doing now, but on the budget side. So basically... They're not going to be doing anything. And I think there was an article out today that said that this was the most unproductive Congress in 164 I, years. I so, saw that same article. So, right. By know, the way, I'm
0: pretty sure every Congress probably the last 15 years is actually given us the stats of we're the least productive. So right. I, I think it's a, it's a very bipartisan. There's <laughs> one thing you, that they do well together, be unproductive. But if
1: you can mm-hmm. be the least productive in your first six months, you are doing <laughs> right. something. Winning. You're winning. Yeah, you yeah, are winning for winning. sure. Yeah. That, that's
2: very at losing. Yeah.
0: Uh, Scott, yes. uh, your thoughts sort of before before we get to the next step in these proceedings. When the it was really starting to break that it wasn't going to happen, and McConnell actually said this. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, was there was there a modest yippee, or
3: there was a modest yippee? But you know, going back to last week, I mentioned that this was not going to pass in its in its present form. There was no way it's going to pass. And here's the problem with this health care bill it's worse than instead of fixing the flaws of obamacare it's worse and and the thing is going back to when obamacare first came out it was based on a conservative health care plan from the heritage foundation from romney care in massachusetts so it's already a right health care bill so there is no way that anything that they could come up with was going to be any better that was going to appease everybody in the republican party You can't have it both ways. You can't have great health care for everyone, like Trump claimed, and still be able to cut taxes and Medicaid and everything else that Republicans want to do and that the conservative base wants. You can't have it both ways. So you're going to have a worse plan, and there's no way they're ever – no matter what they try to do, are they ever going to be able to have a better plan than what they had with Obamacare in in the sense of keeping those people on insurance, keeping the Medicaid out there, and still being able to cut taxes – and have what the base is going to want and without losing people off the insurance rolls. It's yeah, just I mean, I think
0: having to appease both moderates just and not conservatives, happen. whereas Democrats, at least so far, have had a little bit of an easier time with that, obviously. Right, I right. mean, it's just
3: never going to happen. And, yeah. and no matter what they do, and that's why they're finding that out. And it's very easy to go through all the time and do the symbolic no votes when Obama was president, knowing that he was going to veto it regardless. Then they actually come up with a plan. They have had seven years. They thought they were going to lose the uh, presidential election sixteen. They never came up with a viable plan. And trying to repeal it and then replace it later is not going to work either because that's going to put too much uncertainty in the markets. It's never going to happen with that. So they really should just admit defeat and move on and then eventually be able to come up with a better plan. Well, I do want to
0: move on to that, but Drexel, you you actually wrote Uh, something down. So it's a very important (laughs) (laughs) right, (laughs) They
1: were like, Drexel's taking notes. I just didn't (laughs) want to forget certain things in my head that I just wanted to bring up because there's a couple of really, like Tom Cotton today... In in January, said, you know, we don't want to vote for something that you can that that doesn't have a replacement behind it. Mm-hmm. And today, he was like, well, the same senators who voted for the same repeal last year can't not vote for this new repeal next week. So that was a little weird that Tom Cotton decided to flip on what he said uh, just a few months ago. And then Donald Trump said that he thought that the House health care bill was mean. Yet this new mm-hmm. plan that Mitch McConnell is going into mm-hmm. is even meaner, and so you're like, hmm, twenty two million people versus thirty two million people. Right. What is more mean, Mr. President? So I- I'm actually just surprised that Republicans have been boohooing about not being able to govern for the seven for the last seven years mm-hmm. or whatever. They have this opportunity to, to a do... A tremendous opportunity, A by huge the way. Yeah. opportunity to take what uh, Governor Sandoval in Nevada has been doing, mm-hmm. which is to take Obamacare and make it into a Republican-esque workable plan for the state of Nevada, which is why he's one of the strongest governors against right. anything that's coming out. And so I think that the Republicans, for their sake, should learn from what the Republican governors are doing right, exactly. about Obama, about the Affordable Care Act in their own states. Right. If they believe, if Republicans believe in states' rights, they need to trust the governors across the country. Right. And the governors across the country are telling them, you cannot vote for
3: this. Right, and that's like John Kasich in Ohio and even right. Charlie Baker in Massachusetts. And you see these governors that are keeping the Medicaid expansions there and how it's working with their state residents there. exactly, And
2: I think a little cooperation amongst the senators as Mm -hmm. well because, of course, when they decided to vote on the repeal, they they had 13 of the guys, they didn't let any of the women, and then Mm -hmm. these women, you know, Capito, Collins, and Murkowski came back strong Mm -hmm. and said, nope, we're not going to allow this to happen, which I was very happy and proud to see them standing up for what they believe in and what they know is good for their constituents. Now, if they could learn to get together and all think... um, a little more strategically together than maybe. They well, they can...
0: could. They could. They could leverage the the fellas. Uh, now, Brooke, I wanted to actually start with you on sort of the next step in the process, which was, well, we can't repeal and replace, despite how many times that was offered. So let's just go ahead and repeal mm-hmm. and, well, fuck it. We'll just see what happens yeah. after that. <laughs> right, and, uh, and, then and of course. These you're going to get less support for that mm-hmm. than Repeal and replace. Obviously. Right. I mean, it
2: was a last-ditch effort. Yeah. Right. Great great for trying. That, it was like
0: a Hail Mary where you actually didn't throw the ball. You just sort of went... And for people listening on iTunes, I just flung nothing. <laughs> and right, we're like, right. oh, hey, that didn't go anywhere. Right. It, it and was, it was... I was... I have to admit, I was a little surprised that they were actually even going to go, but that's just how desperate it was. Right. You and know? and
2: then, like I said, once these three ladies said, you know, it's dead in the water for mm-hmm. us, I think it was Senator Robert also, which is the fourth one, who said, no, it's not going to happen. I mean, I could have foresaw, foresaw that, right. but...
3: I yeah. like think they, threw his they hands wanted up to go from something mm-hmm. mean
2: to, like you said, even meaner. Even meaner. Give, mm-hmm. give a last ditch effort, and it didn't happen. Well,
0: so. let's talk for a minute about what the ramifications would be. If somehow, <laughs> mm-hmm. let's just, the hypothetical, if they'd been able to be like, oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, fine. We'll just go ahead and we'll repeal it and not worry about replacing it. I mean, obviously, you sort of have problems in the private market. Uh, you're trying to you know, halt all of a sudden some Medicaid expansion. And I guess it's an additional 14 million Americans that uh, all of a sudden are like, yeah, nothing for you. So I think that it was, you know, look, they tried to make a plan that people didn't agree on, but this was just like... Uh, you know, it really is like you had you know less than a minute left on the clock, and you're just going to do something.
2: I, I and you I hand it to the one guy that's on the bench, and yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Right. Yeah. Your mom hasn't seen you play all year, and that's go Ted Cruz, by <laughs> the way. Yeah. Yeah.
0: If anybody <laughs> <hit> here knows <laughs> Ted, yeah, Ted Ted Cruz's <laughs> the dad, who helped plot to assassinate, right. 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 Out, yeah, hasn't seen kidding. him play all right. season. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I so I, I just you know wasn't surprised that people didn't take it but i was like is he really saying that you know out loud and go figure uh president trump very upset but he (laughs) did uh, he did agree and said this is a quote republicans should just repeal failing obamacare now and work on a new health care plan that will start from a clean slate and he could have stopped right there but he said dems will join in
3: yeah, mm-hmm. and he's, he's elaborated <laughs> so on that confident. basically yeah.
0: uh-huh. and they're gonna just sort of let it fail and there are some ways mm-hmm. where legitimately they could kind of it's like a very small leak in the air mattress that mm-hmm. is Obamacare just a little pinprick where if they just don't enforce things, they don't support it it can actually yeah. basically die the way he's talking the, about but the, but, but the
1: problem is, is that Republican governors across the country who you can't go the Republican governors who did not have their states buy into the affordable care act we're already there you can't you can't make it worse because those Republican governors who have already expanded Mm -hmm. uh, medicaid and medicaid in their states they're already there so Mm -hmm. when he says it's gonna that he's just gonna let it fail it's at it's at the point where it can't get any worse right and um, you know he tries to pretend like he's not going to own it.
3: And oh yeah, I, I, I which tweeted I thought back was to very that funny. Which I said you own it, and so does the GOP. So, Every single right. bit of it. Don't even. I think I thought yeah. that. But, but
1: the <laughs> other side of that is he. You know, this is where I had my little Twitter war mm-hmm. this morning. Ooh, tell us all because that. it was just about like I was like, how where did you how, get
0: into a Twitter war? I, I,
1: you know, I I, I
0: civilians. You Dressel's
1: can follow me. You yeah, follow me on kidding. Twitter at Drexel and find out who I was beefing with this morning. But um. It was just about like the civics lesson that Donald Trump does not like, that Donald Trump doesn't understand basic civics. No. For him to be like, oh, well, you know, the, they only need eight more senators mm-hmm. to pass. You're like, what? That's not how this That's works.
3: That's what I actually wrote him on that too. I said, you need to go back and That's, take a civics class. That's how it works.
1: <laughs> and, then, and then the person who trolling. I said, who you know came at me was like, well, he's just trying to get a rise out of you. I said, no, you're not, you're not trying to get a rise out of me. No. I just want my president to understand Basic civics. And how things work. He's in the place where he could learn Mm -hmm. from a whole bunch of people. They Mm -hmm. could just give him civics 101, like a one sheet, like here's what happens, and he should be fine. Mm -hmm. And big font, PowerPoint.
0: Pictures. That's just getting him to concede that there are people that know more than he does, which I I don't think he believes. So he's like, no, no, this oh, this is what we're going to do. Now, one interesting thing that I heard was John Cornyn said that uh, – he says that there's going to be a vote later this week. Um, and Cornyn. he said that earlier today. <laughs> I don't know if he's still saying that now, but um, I'm going to just guess – no, because you know part of the thing we left out of all of this was the first real uh, crack was the fact that John McCain wasn't going to be able to mm-hmm. vote, and obviously you know look, a lot of people you can say what you want about John McCain, but uh, you obviously want him to be healthy and doing well, and uh, you know again, whatever you think of his politics, the man is an American hero. You know he spent six years literally in a cage in Vietnam and he could have been set free after a couple months but he didn't because he stayed with his men mm-hmm. and whatever he's done since then almost doesn't matter to me. It matters a little bit but almost doesn't matter. Right. No, he's so,
2: sometimes very rational. Yeah and sometimes.
0: and of course they're working under the assumption that he was going to vote for this. That's what way. I'm saying. Right I mean, now, I was just like that wasn't he, a slam he, dunk.
3: Yeah when he had amendments to it and you know the interesting point they brought up is how much Someone would have to pay for his surgery and recuperation <coughs> if mm-hmm. they didn't have insurance coverage, and it was something like seventy five thousand right. dollars. You know, who knows so exactly what that's down would, to the point. He but. would
2: actually give his crusty vote. Is that what
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> and that's that. Just, that you know, and I said this early yesterday. Um, I had a little tweet storm last night too, mm-hmm. um, just about what Democrats can do in this situation and how. You know, I'm I've been super critical about about the messaging from the DNC for mm-hmm. years. And this is the time where the DNC could have been running ads in Arizona about health care in Arizona, what it would cost, what your senators get versus what you would get, and then run those ads in different places mm-hmm. and then be good and then craft that message. But they're not doing that.
3: No, and that's – and my uh, one of my Republican friends on Twitter was saying the same thing as like, you know, that's why – the D's are out of power because, you know, they have had not a very good messaging right now. And I said, it's true, although the R's are doing a pretty good job as of late with their messaging, which hasn't been that great. But it is true is that there has not been a cohesive message and they're not targeting the people that they should be targeting, especially right now with this very important ads. And and again, yeah, same thing, like the senators are going to be exempt from this health care plan conveniently for them. They're going to have their own Cadillac plans while the rest of the people they were voting on were going to have to you know, be cut.
2: So would know. you say that the the Democrats are losing focus because of Russia? <laughs> Russiagate? Or no, but so I
3: always go back to people and say, go back to 2009 as well and look at where the GOP was and they were very <clears throat> rhetorical in 2009. They were out of power in Washington and so there is an ebb and flow and it doesn't mean that, that the Democrats can't come back. The problem is they're not taking advantage of these really big gaffes right now that the Republicans are basically handing them left and right and they should be taking advantage of that right now, and they mm-hmm. have not been, um, whereas the Republicans were sort of out. I just feel like, know, like the leadership the is
2: not really there either. Yeah, there's sort of
0: right the direct now. It them. goes right back to the ineffective Congress being a bipartisan issue. You know, nobody's really getting anything done. Nobody's taking advantage of the opportunities that have been afforded to them. Scott, you're on record as saying, you know, just moments ago that they're not going to be able to put something together. And they're seeming to concede that. Mm -hmm. Uh, But let me start with Brooke. Do you feel like Republicans would be able to put some kind of... I don't even mean this week, like John Cornyn says. (laughs) Do you think it's possible that they can put something together that they can at least get the four to eight more votes they may or may not need?
2: Oh, Lord. I mean, anything is possible, Mm -hmm. right? But in reality, no. I actually don't because you have a handful that are on such ends of the spectrum. And so I feel like Rand Paul's not going to be... I don't know if they can really meet in the middle. Right. I, when I hear you have,
3: this, you
0: know, like, Rand Paul and, you know, some of the other senators we mentioned, it's very difficult. You know, if Rand Paul was one of 12... You know, it, it probably wouldn't be a big deal, but that you it's really just a couple of people and then there would have it's to be over. some
2: major concessions made yeah. right, and on and both I, sides. And
3: I would say two things: like the reason why the House passed it is because they knew they're gonna give the dirty work to the Senate. So that's why they could easily just kind of right. like, like hey, easily, we did our job. They did it you you know? now like, okay, yeah. now they have to do the dirty work. But also say the clock is ticking because the longer they take to come up with a viable plan, now they're getting too close to the eighteen midterms and people are up for re election and they're not gonna wanna put anything out there that's gonna be toxic mm-hmm. that's gonna affect them. So they actually have a pretty limited clock to be able to do something before they were out until after the midterms. And in order to do
0: concessions that you feel like Rand Paul's going to agree, I always feel like every time he's like, no more drone strikes, mm-hmm. no more NSA. Like, he always has, like, five things. He's like, you got to take care of all that, and then I'll vote for anything you want to. And it's always it's always his big ticket items, you know, the things that no one's going to budge on. So uh, I kind of uh, have to agree that I don't see like we're going to get much movement in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have uh, Lady Goth in the chat. She said they should be shouting out the bullshit the Republicans have been passing at how— It damages the common person. (laughs) Russia is an idea. Make it personal for them, and that's something I've said many times on the show. And Chelsea will sometimes get upset. It's easy to talk about because she's not here. Where I'm just like, (laughs) I'll take up for you, Chelsea. Don't don't worry so much about Russia. And whenever I say that, I don't mean give up. But it's like it just—it's all you hear about. But I also don't 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 think that
1: it's not necessarily the Democrats. Like, they get asked these questions, and they just kind of answer them. And, mm-hmm. and you know, yeah, the, the the message has... Like, right now, from what I understand, the party is trying to figure out the message. So mm-hmm. I, that's why I don't think you hear much, as much messaging uh, conversations right now. Um, but I think that the person... I can't remember what his name is, but he's running against Paul Ryan in Wisconsin first. Oh, yeah. yeah. And to Lady Goth's uh, you know. uh, point... You know, he put out his first ad was super personal because he has, like, his mom. Oh, I know what yeah, they're talking it's, it's about. The, yeah, it's the blue-collar The blue-collar yeah, yeah, I can't remember what his name house. is. I'm sure somebody will um, correct me in the chat room. But, um, you know, it was a super personal ad, mm-hmm. and I think that those are the types of ads that the Democrats have to, if, especially in the flyover states, those are the types of ads that are actually going to make the most, the most... Um, the most impact but on you know in the New York and then in the LA and all of you know in our areas yeah I mean if you go on Facebook yeah all the people are talking about is kind of Russia because that's what's in the news right now it's not even like Democrats it's like the news is talking about Russia because every mm-hmm. day you it's know, hard
2: not to it's like mm-hmm.
1: when we talked about Hillary Clinton and her emails and it was mm-hmm. like a slow drip of emails this is a slow drip of russia like every day. Mm-hmm. so yeah. at this point republicans are getting a taste of what we had to kind of listen to for 6 months of emails coming out and you're like, "oh, mm-hmm. you you think that you think that the emails that didn't have anything going on in them are bad." And now you've got a lot of this other Russia stuff that's coming out every day.
3: And it's not going away either. And well, it's not going away. Much I'm, and went. it shouldn't. I'm
0: no, glad shouldn't. you mentioned Hillary Clinton because I wanted to move on to some recent polling that I feel uh, will get an interesting reaction from the other end of the table. Uh, according to a Bloomberg poll released earlier today, President Trump mm-hmm. is more favorable than Hillary Clinton by two percentage points, 41% to 39 Of course, the inverse of that is 58% unpopular to 55% unpopular. Now, you can dispute the numbers and say, of course, they're within the margin of error, but the point is, wow, those numbers are really close for a guy that Democrats say, look at the awful job that he's doing. And I think... That the idea of this guy's so terrible, he would do such a bad job. There's no way he could get reelected. Is kind of how he got elected in the first place. So, to the point <coughs> of what we were talking about, it's important to understand what happened in the first place because you don't need to convince Drexel, Scott, Chelsea, and I'll speak for Brooke, and you don't you don't need to convince any of you guys and ladies to not vote for Donald Trump in 2020 what you need to do is convince storage yard resident Stephen Helmkamp just a shout out because I like to mention him every week one day he'll be back on I don't know know if he actually
3: voted for him though
0: I don't know if don't he did that. He I think he voted, voted, he voted for no yeah. one. Yeah. It, but, is
2: shareable Texas a, a Republican? I don't or, think shareable yeah, Texas no. is. I like yeah. him a lot, by the way. I really even, like that it, comment you made earlier, it, shareable Texas. It, I'm <laughs> from Texas.
0: What, about the, about the white spot on my eyebrow? Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. Uh, <laughs> I hit my head like four years ago. But anyway, uh, but that's kind of the point. It's like, so, you know, the actual poll isn't even really that important, no, It's is no, part no. of the conversation, where, you know, People are still talking about how much they don't like her. But,
1: I, but I also think that from that poll, I, I mean, I didn't look like at the you know the trickle down, like who they were talking to, or whatever. But I also think that you're coming off of a primary where where there are a lot of right now. There's still a lot of us versus them, a lot of Hillary versus Bernie. So if you're if you're talking to uh, a, a wing of the party and you're polling them and they're a part of that question and answer where in, in a normal year Democrats would be like well yeah Hillary Clinton's super popular
3: Right. well but- uh, yeah and I would say to that end too I, it, because we just came off a very contested election and we all know she had a lot of baggage which is why mm-hmm. she didn't win because mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. she didn't there we wouldn't be having this conversation those, those uh, Midwestern states wouldn't have flipped uh, Florida North Carolina all the states that flipped if the fact was she didn't have baggage but also the point is she's not running And if you also look, if we're talking about polls, and we look at all the generic Democrats and all the matchups with other Democrats right now against him, it's more than 10 points except for, I think, Kamala Harris. It was like a one-point margin of error. So Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't... You know, polls, especially at this point, don't really mean anything until right. so you're actually running. And also, I'd have to say, I don't even know if he's going to be up for re-election in 2020 depending right. on what happens with Russia or if he gets primaried uh, right. and he's very unpopular. That's sort of like
0: how every week I mention Stephen. Every right. week you say that you don't think he'll be on the ballot in 2020. I,
3: I don't, actually, and I think uh, I, I, I also either. think that if he continues to tank, if he even even as we've always talked about every week if he doesn't have the think he's gonna win if he he's not thinks run. he won't win he won't run. he will not if run he's,
0: if he's sure he won't if win.
3: there's enough republicans that are now against him and he's still you know not has has been cleared about the russian queer or whatever you know he could very easily have a rival in the in the primaries in 2020 much like reagan uh, rivaled ford in 76 and really damaged him um when he was running in the general against carter but it, it could very easily happen so it's it's It doesn't really mean much. And I think
1: that you're still going to see, like we talked about Governor Sandoval earlier, Mm -hmm. if Governor Sandoval runs he will he will win the Republican nomination, like at this point. if, the, if the right. were Do held you think the, if
0: he ran against a, a Trump who was running for re-election, you think in the primaries he would win? I think so. I yeah. think that if
1: you had that message of, listen, the Democrats are terrible, and yeah, we don't want them to win, but here's what I did in my state. Mm-hmm. I expanded Medicaid while cutting this, 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 and this, and this. I protected the state of Nevada from an immigration
3: standpoint. In, in growing blue state. In a, in
1: a str- blue I mean, state. I If level. he's rational. <laughs> <Yeah>. and, <laughs> Which and, is what and, Trump has done. Know, and, and he might be a little bit different than, say, a John Kasich who is running against in a field of a really crowded field. You know, John Kasich. Like, if you look at the numbers, John Kasich couldn't pull. Mm-hmm. Nobody could pull the numbers they needed. If Donald Trump wasn't in, like, if there weren't that many people, yeah, John Kasich probably would have been the Republican nominee. If the Republicans are smart, they won't have 13 people running. They'll yeah. have well, they wouldn't anyway. During an election four or com- five year. people running. Right. Right. Democrats will be smart to do the same thing right. to not have mm-hmm. 13 people running, but to probably find your core, get everybody together, be like, it listen, be
0: hard to imagine 13 Democrats that could do the adequate amount of fundraising. You, we you, have you, to find 13
3: get... Democrats at Speaking, this <laughs> point. Speaking of, of great point, <laughs> right.
2: uh, I just read a story that I guess. Soros had a little meeting and they were kind of conspiring to put Kamala at the helm as as the potential future candidate. I don't know if that's going to happen. But I wanted to go back to the GOP polling, or the polling really quickly. As an independent, I know you guys don't know that. (laughs) That's what I am. As a registered registered voter. (laughs) She says in
0: her bright blue shirt that she's wearing. (laughs) Registered registered voter. um, I do have to say
2: regarding Clinton, I mean... I'm not surprised that that she's polling at that level mm-hmm. because and I don't want to hurt any feelings here. I mean, she did have a lot of baggage. I think she needs to just stay where she is and be done with it. Yeah. And I think that now that we have President Trump, I just hate saying that, but um, now that Trump we have, actually
0: doesn't. Say I don't it. say it either. Don't? I, I dare, now now don't that we have Trump it. as I president,
2: know. Um, you know, they continue to bash her. And then we continue to see these things, like the Loretta, mm-hmm. L- Loretta Lynch finding when Comey was on stand, and mm-hmm. and so. It's like it's she is the punching bag and she will remain and I just think that she's probably just done and better that way. Mm-hmm.
1: It's interesting yeah. that that Republicans would go after continue to go after Hillary Clinton when they should be setting their sights on Democrats across the country. Yeah, so you would mm-hmm. think that from a tactic perspective, Rick's like past. don't make don't make Hillary Clinton the boogeyman. Like she's mm-hmm. not comp- she's not doing But it. no one's comparable to thing, her baggage. Right. If they're doing thing.
2: something wrong, who can they find that's doing something as wrong? If Only Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Is the person that they can compare. If right.
1: anything, that this conversation will do on September 12th. When Hillary Clinton's memoir drops, know, right? <laughs> it will make. I the, pre-ordered. The, I which thought, I pre-ordered. I thought
0: September twelfth was when political culture was coming back. So, I thought, that's I thought September 5th. So you are so, have you're Hillary Clinton coming on that back. day. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> they're going to do so their predictions like, like um, in many after-buzz shows,
3: predictions right. for what will be in the memoir. Right.
1: But but like you know, it would only make that memoir stronger. And you know, I said the other day, I said I really hope that it's a really good burn. book. Yeah, I hope so too. Like, that's all uh, I, I want from I, Hillary Clinton. I want sure. the Hillary Clinton that yeah. we've seen yes. over the past few months in a book.
0: Let's put it this way. It's a much better book than if she had been elected president because, oh, well, yeah. first of all, it wouldn't have come out now. Really? But second of all, it's, uh, you get to say a lot more things. And, when
1: and if people think that she is not going to try to set the tone for 2020 by calling some people out in her book... <laughs> Like I would be like, mm-hmm. let me tell you about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> let me tell you what it was really like. Let me tell you what it was like about this person, this person. That's what I
3: would do. I think somehow mm-hmm. I just
0: heard Chelsea yelling in Washington, D.C. when you mentioned Bernie. You can hear her uh,
3: still from here. Sort
0: of tying a couple <laughs> things together, uh, we're talking about some polling, we're talking about governors. I read a really interesting article today that uh, it, it was called Seventy-One, Sixty-Eight, Sixty-Two, 62 and I'll explain what those numbers are. Those are the approval ratings of Republican governors, Charlie Barker in Massachusetts, right. Right. Larry Hogan in maryland Mm -hmm. phil scott in vermont and i find those to be very interesting approval ratings because they're you know especially the 71 you know 62 68 those are Mm -hmm. all impressive approval ratings for three of the bluest states in the whole country Mm -hmm. and i kind of wanted to get the thoughts from the panel and i'll start with scott why do you think republican governors are so popular including in democrats own backyard
3: uh, because I, I think it it, it kind of goes back to in general when I when we talk about personalities, and um, you know, even at the state level when it comes to governors, you end up having a lot of people end up winning because of their personality that you wouldn't think. Because right now there's Jim Justice, the Democrat in West Virginia, which Trump carried by sixty three points. Um, so you do get these these <clears> kind of flips that do happen. I mean, Mitt Romney was governor of Massachusetts, a very obviously very blue state, and about twelve years ago. Uh, but Charlie Baker. To be a Republican governor in a very blue state, you have to obviously be very moderate. Like, Charlie Baker never supported Trump. Uh, it does not you know stand up for anything that Trump stands for, and you, you can't do that. The other int- uh, interesting thing about Vermont, though, is they do their governor elections every two years. So they have a lot more variability. The population is very small. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to be able to flip from one, you know, party to the other because it's it's very small. But that's generally how it works in a lot of these uh, liberal blue states for electing. You have to be moderate. Plus, Larry Hogan's pl- a, an outlier, actually. To, to Vermont surprised. for a second,
0: though. Plus, in Vermont, there aren't as many Democrats in the state of Vermont as people might think. Like Bernie Sanders, yeah. they're independent. There are a lot
1: of independents, yeah. exactly. But so in it Vermont, take you lot. also don't you also don't run in a party. I don't.
3: You know, you, municipal—not you, you, municipal, but right. statewide—you still do. But the fact is, is every two years, like New Hampshire, so you you can switch a lot easier, and there's not so much. Um, and again, you you cannot be a, a conservative. You can't be the same type of Republican that you'd be in Alabama, let's say, that you're going to be in, in uh, Massachusetts and in Vermont. So those states, and they do tend to, you know, what they call the Rockefeller Republicans. Those are those Northeastern Republicans, and it's like the Susan Collins of Maine, mm-hmm. and the Olympia Snow of Maine when she was there. It's uh, it's the, the more moderate, the ones that are going to appeal about with more of the conservative fiscal responsibility, but be more liberal socially. Um, and that's how they end up winning. I'm surprised that Larry Hogan actually has such high approval ratings, considering Maryland is like the blue estate in the entire. Uh, country And Larry Hogan actually isn't so moderate in a lot of things. So uh, it'll be interesting it's to see It's a bluer what state
0: than Oregon? Because to me, that's... No, Oregon's actually Larry's not a... that blue,
3: believe it or not. Interesting. Yeah. Well,
0: there are a lot of woods. So you, know, you, have, you have a lot <laughs> like, of people in in, ca- in yeah. cabins where they're
3: you know off the grid and stuff Yeah, like Maryland that. had one of the highest uh, for for Hillary in, in 2016. Interesting. The old, uh, uh, in the
0: Drexel. States.
1: I think there's a... I'm going to go a different route um, and talk about where Democrats stand on issues. Mm-hmm. I think that there are a lot more, Democrats generally, at least in my conversations with the Democrats, uh, Democrats generally are obviously socially liberal and will be stay on that spectrum forever. When you talk about economic things, if I'm looking at my paycheck or my friends looking at their paycheck, they're like, man, why do I have to pay so many taxes on things? And It's a, it's a very conflicted thing in their head. It's why do I have to pay so much taxes? But why can't I have single payer universal health care? And so I think that you that that they're looking at their paycheck mm-hmm. first with their right brain, and then they're looking at how can I help people with their left brain. But at the end of the day, in private, they are looking at their right brain, being like, this is or, you know this is where I want my. Uh, at the end of the day, it's my paycheck, right? And so I, 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 I
0: want people to be helped, but I, I but don't, don't want to pay for, pay for, it. for it.
1: and that is always going to be the hardest sell. Like we can talk about, you know, here in California, we're obviously having a big debate on on single payer health care and and bringing that forward. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's 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 universally across Democrats across California. Everybody says yes. How can we? You know, we need single payer health care in in California. But then it's like, well, then how do you pay for it? How do you tell the people of California that you're going to take another four billion dollars? In taxes away from them, and then explain that to to Democrats across the country. And again, that's going to be a, a situation where Democrats are going to have to decide: Do you help people, which is what fundamentally right. it is, or do does my paycheck matter? And I think that when you get in, you get these Republican governors in these blue states. They're saying, "I'm going to help you." However, I'm also not going to raise taxes. <laughs> right, exactly. And it's not going to help you as much as you think it's going to help you, but I'm going to put keep some money in your pocket. So then, then on the right brain, they're like, I like that, too.
3: Yeah. Uh, but I would say just bottom line, it does come down, especially for states, it comes to personality, too. Because you've got, like, Steve Bullock, Democrat, governor of Montana. Uh, a lot of it does come down to personality and who was running against them in the campaign. And uh, so it's more than, uh, than people now, although we are becoming more of a strict party line vote, especially in federal elections in state elections you still do see the the cult personality went out when it comes to a lot of these elections and they can tend to be quirkier like the Jim Justice of West Virginia when <clears> a billionaire democrat wins you know he owns the Greenbrier Resort out there in West Virginia but he wins as a democrat versus a republican so it's it, it gets a little quirkier when you come to and, and those, i just
1: those like elections. to i just want to say this last point because i think that one of the things that i see often too and i know it's happening in the chat room right now about Kamala Harris is that there's never going to be a democrat there's never going to be a republican there's never going to be a politician that's going to be squeaky clean on where the money comes from. Of course, so you can just get and get right. that. You can. Just get that yeah. out you can't of your get brains right, right exactly. now. Yeah. You just can't get elected like that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, you know, I could look at you know, we could have this conversation about Bernie Sanders, and I could say I could tell you how much money the defense industry pumped into Bernie Sanders because of all those planes that he got for Vermont. So yeah, there's a lot going on in Bernie in in, in Vermont. So you're never just you're just never going to have that mm-hmm. that politician that is Someone going will, to be yeah so, always
2: be able to make a connection too between the money and then right. say oh. He oh, or she by, is being oh, influenced right, because I right. mean, you have to raise money, you right. have to campaign right. and get money. And, and, and if, if, and if Democrats, make any if far enough
1: Democrats or certain Democrats are going to take that position, then Democrats will always, always lose. Yeah. And you will always have somebody who's far worse on the issues that you that you care about mm-hmm. in the office because you're too selfish to realize what actually matters in the grand scheme of things.
3: Right. And and that's what's going to happen with campaign finance reform. You're always going to have you're going to have to raise money, and it's going to have to come right. from. And it's unfortunate, but it happens. Because you know, uh, let
1: me tell you, you're not gonna. Your twenty seven dollars mm-hmm. is not gonna happen every month Mm-mm. because you're too busy worried about the right brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you can't pay, because you want to pay, for it well, just can't happen. You like can't both. Well, can't have, you have both. Have ways. Speaking have about both ways. these
2: Republican governors, though, having such great polling numbers, I also think, and this might be a very broad statement, and this might simplify it a little simplify it a little bit. But I think that when they compare. These Repu- this republic these Republican leaders to their ultimate Republican <laughs> leader. It's right. all relative, honey. Right? right? It's like you have this irrational, unprofessional, um, extreme. President, and then you have your governor, who's Republican, and is doing so much of a better job because anyone's going to be more rational and more professional and have and offer better options. So then, That's a, it's an
0: interesting point. It's mm-hmm. almost like it helps some of the down-ticket Republicans exactly. to have him up at the top. Like, right? Well, we're not like that. You know, we're the kind of Republicans. He has lowered you the
2: standards, not just for Republican <laughs> leaders, but for the presidency, but before the presidency, <laughs> even for. this for society i'm sorry to say you know if if a child my daughter My daughter does, does something wrong. She can say, well, look at Trump. He lies. Right. She's right. six. Right. Actually, she says it all the time. She's like, does, blame it on Trump. This, it's our funny thing. Does it's she
0: uh, tweet about it at three in the morning to sort she of explain does. She, <laughs> has, Steals she her phone. does
2: have a Snapchat <laughs> and she does, That's yeah, potentially. So,
0: yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> I do want to And, and, wanna, and, and call one call quick me. question for yeah. Brooke, and we'll get to that. Uh, as our independent and as a Texan, <laughs> realistically, what, how close do you think we are to there being a Democratic just senator, uh, no, sorry, Democratic governor for the state of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's not enough people. That's governors? what I was going to say. There's not enough people that can if live in Austin. We elected
2: Rick Perry, okay,
0: and right. well, the Greg past. Abbott right now too. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, so I mean, that, that, and that's kind of the reason I mentioned it because there, there, I remember rumblings that like, oh, could, could Texas be in play? I'm like, no, Texas is never in play.
2: You know, I wish we have the the Castro brothers in Texas. Sure, that's true. Not and the
3: Right. Raul,
2: well, a no, Castro.
0: Fidel and Raul. Castro not those Castro brothers. Castro no, I'm brothers. pretty yeah, sure you're mistaken. It's
2: Not that, not those Castro's. I'm sure you guys know who, who I'm talking about. And, you know, one could only hope and wish because um, they're both very capable, of course, but I just don't foresee it for quite some time, yeah, but especially Yeah, next decade,
3: for sure.
0: It is definitely going to be played. And, play and, as and as I wasn't even, even saying, saying when, by the way. Oh, no, I was no, was I'm just saying drafting. it will be. Will, I'm also
2: somewhat removed. Yes, born and raised in Texas. Lived there for 18 years. Now I'm in California,
3: no, um, it, it, I, it will be. By but next Ted Cruz,
1: second. Ted Cruz has a, a challenger mm-hmm. who seems to be pretty popular. Who's not a Castro brother, which I, you know, when Julian Castro said he wasn't running, mm-hmm. I think we all were like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that he has a pretty good challenger, and and I think if a Senate seat flips, that will make way for a, a Democratic governor. I oh, think absolutely. that it has to start. In this, with the with the senate with the senate seat,
3: like, like everything else, there's, the pendulum's going to swing. You know, up until the nineties, they had regularly had Democratic governors in Texas, and up until the early two thousands, Democratic governors all over the South, and it slowly flipped I mean, yeah, over. There was
2: hope and, back then, and mm-hmm. but
3: you know, and like Ann Richards, exactly. I know I loved her, uh, but Love you know, her. it's eventually going to shift back the the direction. Right now, the Republicans are at peak power right now, and they keep talking about, oh, we're just going to keep getting more state. Well, they're really at their peak now when it comes to governorships and other things, and that's the tide's going to start turning. Eighteen. As we got 39 states up for governorships, we've got a lot, y'all senators, a lot of senators, a lot of senators, a lot of local, you know, starting from the ground up in the state houses across the country, and uh, it's definitely, you know, it's 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 going to be changing. I wanted to point out this one, this one, yes. this one
1: polling piece. One of the things that came out in that PPP polling mm-hmm. uh, that came out today that said Mike Pence was l- less popular mm-hmm. than Donald Trump yes. as a generic as a Republican. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are these Republicans smoking on? Mike Pence is holding doors, holding fire truck doors for Donald Trump. And he still can't be more popular. He's not even doing anything. That ties back to
0: something that Scott said earlier, is that Republicans can't have it both ways. And if there's somebody who doesn't believe in people having it both ways, it's Mike Pence. Mm -hmm. He prays on it every night. (laughs) Uh, You know, look, there are so many more pressing stories we could delve into uh, during our waning moments here. But instead... Believe it or not, we have a valid reason to talk about something I never would have expected to talk about on the Trump report. And Drexel knows what this is because we're talking about it on Facebook. Um, Doctor Who. Now, Sunday, the BBC announced that the next lead actor on the show, which has been on for 54 years, mm-hmm. will be Jodie Whittaker, a woman. People were immediately outraged. Uh, outrage that this would forever ruin the legacy of a show that has rubber-faced monsters, cardboard sets, and special effects that make Lost in Space look like Avatar. Mm -hmm. Now, I've had a lot of people say they can't imagine how anyone would be upset. And I would say, those are people who one, don't understand Twitter, two, don't understand nerds, as, of which I am very proud to say I am one. You need to understand this is a segment of the population who was outraged that a male character was cast as a woman in a reboot of Battlestar Galactica, which was a garbage <laughs> late 70s sci-fi cowboy show rip-off of Star Wars, which I loved and have seen every episode of. But people get so upset, any kind of change, but especially when the change is a girl what? They're gonna ruin oh, anything. Baby. And I'll of course point out that Doctor Who was created by a woman, her name was Sydney sydney Newman, and their director was a gay Indian man. So it was obviously it was a strangely progressive show. Ms. Newman said that they should cast a woman back in nineteen eighty six. So the reason why I mentioned this is because part of this conversation and I saw Drexel get wrapped up into this and that's why it's like yeah, hey, let's talk about this on the show. <laughs> it included the notion that it was done for PC reasons. Now I do think that there was increasing pressure. And let me explain. This isn't something that I would have a problem with is casting, and not even a huge problem, but I would have trouble wrapping my head around casting a woman to play James Bond because that should be, how about... Jane Bond or something different. This is an alien who, every few seasons when you don't want to go through contract negotiations, uh, regenerates and looks like a totally different person. So it's like, it stood to reason for a couple decades. They're like, well, why can't it ever be a woman? And they were like, yeah, you know, it's probably about time. And... I think, I'm much more cynical. I don't think it was done for PC reasons. I think it was done for money. Mm -hmm. I think the bottom line is, look, we have all these nerd guys who watch, and we have some girls. Let's get a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the reason why anything like this ever happens. But uh, Drexel, you posted about this because you were like... I, I don't even understand all this, but then you got caught up into the. I you know, did. It was like a world. It
1: was like a, a world nerd story. Wind. Yeah. I so
0: like, oh wait,
2: I've never seen Doctor Who. Okay. That's so not, so that's I have no idea what's going it's, it's on. It's not for most I people.
1: I don't even watch the show. Yeah, that's and the best I, part. And of I this. just, <clears throat> excuse me. I just posted because I was so confused yes. by the sexism that mm-hmm. was that I was reading on right. Twitter. Oh, because people were so mad
2: about. Because people were so And I was like making Jesus a woman. Right.
1: And I was like. I don't even know what is happening right now, and I had a conversation. I'm wrapping up in two things because I I had a conversation with with a friend of mine the other day about GamerGate.
0: Oh yes, right.
1: And we were talking and, and and just things that female gamers have to go through, mm-hmm. and like why they don't speak out, and and everything yeah. that comes with that. And then I'm reading these comments about Doctor Who, and I'm like, these are the same yeah. people. And, and I was just, th- as you were you know, uh, giving us the lowdown on all that, I said, I wonder what would have happened if BBC was like, Doctor Who's going to be a kid. Doctor Who's going to be like a Doogie Howser, like a young boy, well, m- like yeah. young, super young doctor, and that's what he found I'll tell you, too.
0: what I expected was that Doctor Who would be black before he's a woman, and mostly because I just could think... of have been Idris Elba. Exactly. And yeah. Idris Elba should be... He should also be he James Bond, He should be everything. He should right. be Captain right. yeah. America. He should be... He could be he everybody. Be. So so wait, is it.
2: his gender so it important to him? Because I've never seen the show, that's why I'm wondering, like, what's It's important to people... What does he do... Is he a super, it's it's not superhero. Just think
0: of him like a, like a, a, a magic superhero. Sort he sci a superhero. Right. It's, the best, it's the best way to summarize it yeah. in limited time. Right. Think of him okay. like a superhero who can kind of fix anything.
1: But the whole thing was just so confusing to me because like, I was listening to some people say it was too PC. And I was like, how can you be too PC? Mm. I always find that when people say that things are too PC, that just means that they're terrible people. If yeah. you're saying that yeah. oh something's two P C that just means that you can't say what you actually like want we to say about you wake so
2: right. make Santa black. Right.
3: right. Yeah. Or because, that it's done for that sole as purpose. As
1: soon as if Doctor Who had been black People will still people mm-hmm. would have had the same reaction. Oh yeah! If James when James Bond turns black, mm-hmm. people are going to have the same reaction.
0: Interest is getting too old, so but I, don't I mean know, like it could, it, it could be anybody. Could be I equality. mean,
1: if you saw, the, I mean, I just had the I had a conversation about Doctor Who, and then the day but the day before I had a conversation about Will Smith as the genie, mm-hmm. and I'm like the same amount yeah, yeah, of vitriol that, that was has, coming about that has nothing to do with It has nothing to do, uh, but it, it's like it's that conversation where you're like, there's a lot of people who just if you're a minority the chances of the hate coming at you, if you're a minority celebrity, the chance of the hate coming at you mm-hmm. is going to be 10 times worse than it would be if it was yes. Like yes. a I mean, I could
2: understand class. putting a, a Caucasian into a character that's supposed to maybe be ethnic, like having Ryan Gosling playing Aladdin.
1: I, mean, I couldn't see that.
2: No, I know, I'm saying you I can could understand the I, I, I could understand, understand them I getting like, mad. I not see Ryan Gosling no, playing Aladdin. So that, but I, I mean see there the was, backlash, I don't understand that the
0: woman who's playing Jasmine is Egyptian. Uh, I, I read that in an article. I, so I did it's, see that. Yeah, I, I, I'm more upset that it, it's Will Smith because I'm like, oh, wasn't that? Wait, is it? It's going Will to be Smith Will is, Smith? Is the genie? Yeah. The, the, the genie was oh. Robin Williams. Let's get, I don't know. Let's get a comedian. Let's get somebody who's funny.
1: But they Not think Will, Smith. Will Smith is funny. Will
2: Smith is right. a comedian,
1: kind of. Well, I, 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 was definitely against Will Smith playing genie, but whatever. Was too, but that's a
3: different. Yeah, I was but just but like, Anyway, so just for
0: and you know we only have a couple minutes here, and and the reason why I wanted to kind of open. Well, we're talking about this because of the fact. That you get just elected? see well, it, yeah. it, it it's does. Hillary's it fault. does tie into that sort of thing. Yeah. What it ultimately comes absolutely. down to is, I see this thing, and I'm going to say that for a lot of people, we're like, I don't like Trump, but the other choice is woman, mm-hmm. and you I see what you're can absolutely. obviously there's so many reasons to have not wanted to vote for Hillary Clinton. You're saying
2: sexism is alive I and well. Th- mm-hmm.
0: I think that no matter where you look, <laughs> we and, that. and absolutely, but the reason why we're having the conversation is that, and also because there were a lot of people that were like, oh, that couldn't possibly be an issue. But as Drexel saw, people get so upset, and this is a this is a fictional character on a British TV show. So mm-hmm. This isn't even one of our shows. Mm-hmm. Right. We're getting upset that something's happening in England.
1: And I know I'm going to get in so much trouble for saying this from my far left wing of my fans, which I don't have.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> people are so excited in the chat that, that you're here. You definitely uh, have fans.
1: That, um that the same conversation that I was seeing about the Doctor Who character reminded me a lot of the same conversations that I was seeing from the Bernie bro wing of the primary and I'm like Mm -hmm. you people are the same and it's the same people watching this and saying this that are voting like this and so if somebody comes to me and says that that sexism is not alive and well on the far left they are they are smoking something
2: Mm -hmm.
3: well and that goes back to what we were kind of saying before about how the extreme left and extreme right sort of cross over because they have a lot of similarities. They are on birds those, of a feather. Those, those extreme sides and absolutely and you're absolutely right when it comes to that. And and But I will say with Christian as I do believe it was more not so much cynical but it wasn't done as a PC but as a way to get attention and be like bring in more fans. Mm-hmm. Change it have, up a bit. Right, and like, oh, now people are talking about it like we are, and now we'll get more fans to watch it uh, because it's been around for a long time. Yeah, and look... And it's here, the 13th here, Doctor Who, so it, let's, And here's like, the thing. there have you know, been, been a lot of
0: female characters on the show, but now the main mm-hmm. character's are female, and that's something that can be uh, looked up to by not saying that, you know, your daughter, Isabel, is going to be watching it, but there at least now she, she is. no she might be more <laughs> interested you know because right. like oh that's a girl that right. that's it interesting. represents me and yeah the, you know. And uh, in, in the the final point before we wrap up, uh, I also uh, can see the sort of it's an exciting thing that there'd be a strong female role model because uh, my wife is expecting our second what? child, uh, a little girl, December nineteenth. Oh, okay. So I've we've already decided her name will be Doctor. No, that's actually <laughs> not, true. not true. So uh, I, so this story is sort of coming uh, the same yeah. week where I'm at finally be able to start telling people and. I'm like, well, I guess the Spice Girls had it right. Hashtag girl power. Right. Anyway, we are out of time now for the Trump Report. Thanks so much to uh, everybody for joining us. Scott Moore at S-Man 80. Drexel Hurt at Drexel Hurt. Brooks Ali's at Brooks Ali's TV. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. Don't forget the show at Trump Report ABTV. Join us next week. Drexel might I'll be, be here. Brooke might yeah. be here. Scott and I will be here. Crew, we know Chelsea here. will be here. Let's try and squeeze five. In yeah. yeah. Anyway, thanks, everybody, who joined us in the chat. We'll see you next week. bye